0: No chess. I was prepared. You couldn't get to I it. Couldn't do it. I thought I would catch you off guard this week. <laughs> I've nope, been saving me. it for a week. <laughs> saving it. And I was ready. I was like, oh, he's going to do the Spanish one. I thought about telling you, but I I just thought I'd I let looked you. up the French one, and I didn't think I could say it. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, <buena. Yeah. laughs> It was like, bonjour, <laughs> y- I don't know. So, hey, this is Stick to Football Bleacher Reports. speak American already. <laughs> yeah. Build the wall. Bleacher <laughs> Reports College Football and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm going to say politics. I'm Matt Miller, your host. Joined, as always, by my boy, Melo. Uh, and, yeah, and we, we will dip Spanish. our toe into a little bit of Spanish here. We were trying to hit all listeners. Right, yeah. We're trying to branch out. Uh, when the caravan oh, gets here, we want them to listen to Stick to Football. I mean, they don't have a lot to do right now. Hit Go the ahead button. hit that download and subscribe button. If in you're the in the app. caravan, please download and subscribe. It will be a lot of fun for you, we promise. Tonight's show Gonna be a lot of fun in sirens in Joplin. i sorry, the one time we get sirens. Uh, tonight's show's gonna be a lot of fun for you. We will go around the league with a lot of news. Like it's getting to be that time of year where we actually are back to having a lot of news. We're gonna do our pick 'em preview. Top fives this week. It's a hot take. Worst football uniforms. Yeah, and I went mainly college on mine. Uh, I actually thought that would be easier than it was to make our big board, but we will draft it again. I like the way that we've been doing that. And as always, we will finish it out with, it seems like a million draft on draft questions. I think we'll take a solid hour on that one. Uh, Yeah. A lot of draft on draft questions, which we appreciate. If you like asking us questions, I want to invite you all just our closest friends, this intimate group of stickies. I want to invite you to hang out with us and crack open some beers or sodas or waters or Capri Suns, whatever your flavor. And toss some cornhole bags, maybe maybe play a little beer pong, water pong, orange juice pong, however you want. We are going to be at Ohio State, Michigan, one week and some change from today. Nine days. Exactly. And Connor will be there with us this time. I had some people. Uh, confused why he wasn't there at the Moso game, which I don't know why he didn't make the trip. But that's a big game. It was his birthday. I'm, yeah, but that's a big game. Yeah, I know you got you got to make it out. for Mom that Mom and Pop Roger said no. So if it, I tweeted today, I, I I hate doing this, but I'm always like I tweeted, but I did tweet a photo. We are taking a 27 foot tailgate trailer we've nicknamed it the natty wagon thanks to our friends at mid america rv and i now sound like a local radio host but we're going to pull this motherfucker from joplin to columbus ohio which is about 11 hours set it up at 5 a.m i want to tell you guys where we're going to be right off state route 315 near schottenstein center we are going to be parked and it's gonna be a huge rv why Wait, are we never at, like, the Smith Center? <laughs> ever. Never. Stein Center is where we'll be. Can't spell it, but I can say it. We're on Fred Taylor Drive, so there that's easy. Fred Taylor Drive. That's the easiest I can get. And we will be set up. There will be Bleacher Report flags. There will be a huge red and blue RV, I think. Yes. It could be orange correct. or purple. I don't know. I think it's red and blue because we're Americans. Miss Lippy's car <laughs> is green. Our, our RV trailer is red and blue. We are going to be set up. I, I've told the guys, uh, we're going to set up at 5 in the morning. I'm not leaving till they kick my ass out of that parking lot. I believe what you said was you're not coming out until they drag your dead body out. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I'm staying till <laughs> I die. You to bet on that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah $10,000. I do not want to bet on it. We're going to be having so much fun. It's your chance to come meet us, uh, talk shit about things we've been wrong about, hug us, let us meet your girlfriends, bring us things to eat and drink. If you have ideas for the show, something that you want to hear us talk about. It's a great time to do it. Run it by our boss, Jesse. She will be, be there. there. She'll right. be running the show. If you want to sponsor the show, yeah, come do it. Bring your checkbook. Exactly. Right. Just go ahead and make it out to Matt Miller, and I'll make sure if Mello and Connor get their cut. But we are going to have a lot of fun. We hope to see all of you guys out there. Again, you can be a Michigan fan, you can be an Ohio State fan, you don't have to have a ticket to the game to come tailgate with us. No, it, it actually works out perfectly. We didn't even go to the game at Moso. Like That's not the important part. Did you don't have that. to worry about, like, oh, I don't have a ticket to the game. I'm not going to have any fun. Well, you know what? Come to our RV. You can watch the game right. from the stadium at our TV. We have three of them. They're huge. We have comfy seating for you, two leather couches. I'll be there. You'll probably have to scoop me over because I'll be passed out. But if you want to get your questions in, Come early, and I feel like this happened at Moso. Uh, I can't remember if it was before or after the we recorded. You can see Mello and I in a quarterback competition, throwing beers to people, chucking beers. I'm more Alex Smith. You're more Jay Cutler. I don't think that's the appropriate comparison. Who would you say? I don't know. You kept trying to say you were Drew. I Green. was making it rain. No in the check down, like you probably had it oh, accurate yeah. with yourself with Alex Smith, but I don't know. I was also throwing to some very unhappy receivers, <laughs> right? At so like, you were Jay Cutler. Your receivers hated you. So I'll be Jay Cuddy all day. I love that guy. Smoking, I love the show. Smoking, smoking a smoking cigarette. hot wife too. Yeah, yeah. Just Vaccinate your kids and make p- pictures on the beach. Uh All right. First bit of news that we got to get to. There's a lot of it. And this is a uh, early days to stick to football. One of the things that, that Connor and I, I think it was even before Mellow came on the show, one of the things we would ask every guest is, if you could only have one ketchup or mustard, which would you pick? And it it became like a, it was our first big like hot button issue. Um, and more people pick ketchup because they're stupid. But now our buddy, listener of the show, friend of the podcast, savior of the Kansas friend City Chiefs, some of the people on the podcast, I Patrick don't know if I'm in there, <laughs> Jesus Mahomes says that he puts ketchup on everything. And he actually had to cut back on ketchup this year to like get his body in better shape. Because if you don't know this, ketchup is full of sugar. like It's just red sugar, basically, with a squirted tomato, like fake tomato. That's all it is. That's why it tastes good to some people. It came out today, on Thursday. Pat used to put, hopefully he has stopped doing this, ketchup on mac and cheese. My, probably two of my least favorite things in the world put together. You're not even an American on Mac and cheese. Me That's, or like Pat. A, that's a thing, though. No. Yeah, it, it really is. I a have known you thing. for 31 years. No, I'm not saying I do it. Like, I'm not going to ruin my Mac and cheese like that. I'm just good with some good old Velveeta and some shells. Uh, but I actually I know a lot of people that do put Why? ketchup on there. The ketchup goes on like everything. People put it on scrambled eggs. They put it on no, sriracha. mac and cheese. Put sriracha on like, scrambled. Like people eggs. do it. Some some people even will put it on their steak every once oh, in a while. God. You would never run the free world like that. I do want to say, I told you this at dinner tonight as I was eating a pl- like a steak with no sauce. I wanted to be mad at Pat. I wanted to I, I tweeted at him and I was like we're not friends anymore and I want to back off that statement. Okay? I love Pat and I'm willing to get over this. And I think sometimes in a relationship you have these pivotal moments where it's like you know what, for a second there I hated you, and then I remembered why you're so important to me. And here's the reason that from this day forward, November fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, until the end of time, I will never turn my back on Patrick Mahomes. Jesus, like here's why. Serious. Here's why. Second, I'm getting teary because do you know what Mahomes did? He took Baker Mayfield's job. (laughs) <laughs> and, and made I'm him leave town Always, always love Pat for that That's a Yeah, loser has to leave And you, you we lost. all know who the loser was in that one I mean, yeah Did he turn out like, alright, sure He Not was bad. the first pick, he's tearing it up in the NFL I don't care, still hate his guts Not so Pat No, Pat's great, so thank you, Pat You're weird, because you, you put ketchup on your stuff But whatever, man Whatever, I'm cool with it. Uh, next up, bit of news. Something you've been talking about. Ooh, there's an Addy. Something you've been talking about a lot on the show in the past few weeks is uh, Louisville. You called it. Hat tip mellow. You should retweet yourself. You said that Louisville was going to fire uh, Bobby Petrino. No motorcycle accident involved. They fire him. You also called your shot and said the guy they should call is Jeff Braum, who is the current head coach at Purdue. I mean, if you're listening to this show, you heard it before it even became official. I called my shot here. It just the writing was on the wall, and now it's coming out from your buddy Dan Dockage (laughs) that's not his name. (laughs) It's not his name, and he's not my buddy. What's his name? Dan Dakich. I think anyway. Dan Rather. Just keep calling him different things. Jeff Brom, the head coach at Purdue, is rumored to be the head coach at Louisville, and they're going to announce that on Monday. Uh, I do think it happens. I don't think it happens Monday. So old DD says, not this Monday, Monday the 26th. Next, next Monday. (laughs) Next, next. He went in his DeLorean, 88 miles an hour, hit the turbo, and apparently has come back from two Mondays from now and is reporting that this will happen. Here's the thing. I hate Dan Dakich so much that I actually want this to blow up in his face. But it's probably true. This is your classic, I'm going to report some shit that'll probably happen. Like, I'm going to report that a bunch of people have a heart attack on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and report from a source that I have, Todd Bowles is going to get fired. Right. Yeah. Duh. I'm going to report that I'm going to make a plate of turkey stuffing and green bean casserole and pour gravy on the whole plate. I mean, if it is true, this is like the typical like divorce announcement. Like, we'll let the kids have Thanksgiving. <laughs> Right. We're gonna give them a week to recover. It'll be our last hurrah as a family, and then we'll break the news to them that Monday. But I don't want to spend all my money on their Christmas present, so if we split up now, that would be great. But it, I, I could see Jeff Braum. I think he is the. I think he's too good for this job, though. I do too, and honestly, like I think he will leave for Louisville, but I don't think he should. I think he has a really good thing going there with Purdue. They were even in the running to win the West in the Big Ten, and that is not easy to do. I mean, schools like Wisconsin, Uh, Northwest came out of nowhere this year, and they won it. But you've got some good young talent. I love more the receiver. He's undersized, but that dude can do everything on the football field. So I would stay at Purdue, plus they've got some sick uniforms, and I love those things. I, I do love their uniforms. I feel like the Purdue job is better for a year than Louisville. Like what well, you're going to Louisville and what do you, you have nothing and you have to recruit like in the heartland to get some very good schools. I mean, if there's a good player in, in Kentucky, they're getting pulled to Alabama. It's yeah, like you, can, you can't like own your state even Kentucky now right, is Wildcats. also doing a good job and Purdue is just a little bit north. I mean, you're still recruiting the same area, right? So if you think you can have success there, you've already established something. Jeff Brom's getting NFL talk. Yeah. Or like USC. I think if they made right? an offer to him, he's going to be a hot coach. People talk about, oh, we need a great offensive mind. Well, that's Jeff Brom. Yeah, there aren't many doing. of them out there. So I think Jeff Brom one of them. Uh, Big bit of news. I buried the lead on this one. My bad. Uh this you this is the one that's yeah, gonna Yeah, you went with my Holmes loves ketchup. That's <laughs> we gotta talk about it. I'm a professional writer. Uh <laughs> I messed up. Uh buried this bit of news. You're gonna read this Friday morning in my scouting notebook, hopefully, if you're stalking me on the internet. I don't. And I put out a big board article on Tuesday. And at the time I put a little footnote and it said Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State is not ranked because school sources tell me. He will return for his 2019 season at Ohio State. So I put that out. It comes out right Tuesday morning. I bet by Tuesday afternoon I had 15 texts of people being like, hey, uh, they're lying to you. He's not coming back. <laughs> no. The guy who will probably be his quarterback's coach leading up to the draft even texted me and was like, hey, uh, just heads up. He's coming out. So <laughs> Somebody might have made a someone... deposit. Someone... <laughs> Yeah, so you can look at this a couple different ways, and you guys know me, I like to be transparent, I'll tell you the truth about things, this is most likely someone at Ohio State hopes he stays, and so they're trying to influence that. Well, and they don't want to put it out there, because then, you know, we'll start talking about it on the podcast, like, he's a prospect, where does he fit in, Right. they probably want to keep that under wraps right now, and their focus is still win the conference, and they're going to want to have him do that with full focus on this year. And they're going to want him back next year. I think Tate Martell is going to do very good in that offense. Yeah. Um, but what we saw with Dwayne Haskins at the beginning of the year was lights out. We were talking about him as a Heisman candidate yeah. before Tua just decided to win the thing. But you do try to get a guy like him back. And the people at Ohio State, they got a lot going on there. I don't think they want to even think about losing their quarterback after just one year of starting. Right. So not only will Ohio State lose their quarterback. But allegedly, reportedly, Michigan is also going to lose their quarterback. The, the word that I got is that Shea Patterson and Dwayne Haskins have both looked at the, the world of football and said, we don't want to compete with Tua and Fromm, maybe They've Justin Herbert. They've been listening. Come out now. Even if you're a late first-round pick this year, that's better than being maybe a second or third-round pick next year. So come out a little bit early. And we saw this with Mitch Trubisky. You want to come out a year too early rather than a year too late. Right, and I I don't know. I haven't done a whole lot of work on Shea Patterson. I didn't really like what I saw coming into the year, and I haven't got to really break down his film yet. Um, but I, I think you might be right there. It is better to come out too early. But he is a guy that I, I think he could benefit. From having another year. Yeah. But you also, you don't want to be in there with guys like Fromm and Tua, Jacob Eason, and well, some I, of these other guys. I think you also have to worry can he beat out Dylan McCaffrey next year? Well, I, yeah, I, I think he will. I just, hardball's that kind of guy. Like Nick Saban. Like he's just, he's not going to change. He's going to last a half time the national championship. And <laughs> you well, yeah. It. But I mean, even yeah, then, it right. took until halftime oh, of yeah, the I'm national championship. Oh, yeah, I'm not down here. like, that shit has to hit the wall before you're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. So the quarterback class of 2019 could get a lot stronger with those guys. in. Uh, do you want to talk about Zach Smith? It felt like early in the week we needed to talk about Zach Smith, and okay, now I'm cool. like, do we need to talk about Zach Smith? Okay, cool. Hook him. Uh, I don't know what there is. I And I think people are expecting us to say something about Zach Smith. Here's my big takeaway. Fuck this guy drop the allegedly, allegedly. no nope. we don't need it just fuck this guy like you did some bad things it's out there maybe it's not true whatever you did some bad things and now it seems like he's trying to pull everyone down with him is tom herman a perfect human being no he's probably been unfaithful to his wife he's probably done some stuff he even admitted like yeah i did go to the strip club my wife knows about it so is he a perfect human being no but no coach is if you have ever been to the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, you've also seen some shit. Just go to, what's the name of the bar? Veetz. Go to Veets. Just observe what goes on in that bar and who's doing it. Football coaches, I would never let one of my daughters date them. They can be horrible, horrible people. Not good husbands. I mean, they're on the road a lot there. There are a lot of alpha males. It's not. Here's the thing that I'll say, and I'm not in any way defending Zach Smith at all. I think if the, if the allegations are true that he abused his wife, like you said, fuck that guy. There's no room for that. What I will say is the reporting seems to have completely jumped the shark now. You have this report that comes out that he uh, got an altercation with a player and used a racial slur. The player said it never happened. Yeah, and the I'll players, teammates, there. said it never happened. Right, and you know Brett McMurphy. At the beginning of it, we even thought like maybe his motivation behind it wasn't just breaking the story. Maybe it was trying to get back into things. And even now, it seems like this—it's not really even a story anymore. Like everybody at Ohio State, like reporting it. that the dude had sex toys shipped to his office. Right. Like you're just trying to snatch at everything that you can to get something and it's it's just doesn't it feel like journalism no it doesn't it feels like facebook it's like Ooh, a witch, witch hunt which is weird well, because, because that's how i broke it yeah. it does it feels like a witch hunt though it's like how many times can i and Zach smith is not doing himself any favors by tweeting through it well and it was it was like something like okay i have something here but that's all i have right now so i'm just going to keep going back to that well well, the well's dried up now. You need to just probably let it go. We all know he's a terrible human being. He doesn't. Zach Smith doesn't need your help proving he's a shit person. Yeah, just let him get on Twitter. He'll just do it, tweet through it Yeah, he was supposed to come on the show. Oh, the did. worst thing that he did was talking about Tom Herman's wife and like being afraid of him. Like yeah, when she, he said something about tell your wife that she should be afraid of me. Dude. No. What are you thinking? Yeah. Do you have allegations against you of being a white It's like when Brad Kavanaugh did his his Senate hearing and he just yelled at people. Not the best look, Brett. (laughs) Yeah, I drank beer. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe don't scream at the women on the panel. (laughs) Not, (laughs) yeah. It's not what you're here for. It's a bad look. A lot of people want to hear about this. Is Texas going to fire Tom Herman? No. No, not over that. Not over that. They they might go nine and three this year. They're not going to fire Tom Herman. (laughs) Uh, Is Ohio State going to fire Urban Meyer, though? I don't think so. I I mean, they already had a hearing. They brought him back. He could retire, if anything. What will Zach Smith's next job be? Uh, um, I don't know. FedEx driver? Can he pass the background (laughs) check (laughs) on that? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Managing a bar in Columbus, Ohio? (laughs) Or Austin, Texas? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Good luck, man. Yeah. Uh, So... Uh, speaking of can't go home again, LJ Scott is going to go home again. The the word on the street, Michigan State running back LJ Scott got a fifth year of eligibility uh, due to a medical redshirt. It sounds like he's going to go back to school and try to do that whole Royce Freeman, Nick Chubb thing. And that's what I had in my notes, too. This seems very similar to what Royce Freeman did. He's a guy who did have some injuries. And I like the fact that LJ Scott's going back um, because I am a college football fan and I want to see what he can do with that fifth year of a senior and there's some really good running backs in this class and in next class really too. Uh, but come back for your senior year, prove that you can do some things. Get I think yourself helped an helped Nick Chubb. I, I definitely do. And I don't know that it hurt Royce Freeman. I don't know that it helped him, but he didn't hurt. He didn't fall because that extra year that he came back. I don't think he lost any momentum with his draft status. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Uh, last couple bits of news quickly here. David Montgomery suspended for the first half against Texas for fighting. Uh, this is a—it's funny. This is a pretty big game, actually. I mean, it's uh, uh, what are the rankings? I don't even remember what the rankings. It's like is. sixteen and fifteen or something. It's very close. Did I not put that game on the picks this week? I might have deleted it. You took it off, you son of a bitch. <laughs> sixteen versus fifteen, but it's on the Longhorn Network, so. That you can't watch it unless you're paying for the Longhorn Network, right? And like, who does that? Like, who me. can afford that pack? Okay, <laughs> me. I am not afford one. that pack. So I think this has a huge impact on the game, though, because Texas has shown they struggle to stop the run, Yes. Or at least in the past two, three weeks. And with Montgomery out, I I don't know that Iowa State is going to be able. To and catch here's the up. deal with the the suspension of him. It's really shitty because somebody hit him, like open face slapped him, and then he retaliated. Not even much, like a little bit. And he gets suspended. He got kicked out of the game, and then he gets suspended a half uh, for just retaliating. So it's a bullshit thing, but I like it because it plays into my team's favor. He won't be there for the first half. So hopefully Texas can jump out to a lead because I think when David Montgomery is on the field, that offense is going to be very hard to stop. Their quarterback, Purdy, I think he's a true freshman. Looks very good. Hakeem Butler, the receiver, does too. Yeah, and Matt Campbell just has those boys rolling right now. I love Matty Campbell. Kelly Bryant. He's going to pick a new school December 4th. You've been all over this, like Brett McMurphy on the story. And I don't know. It's going to be Arkansas. It's going to be North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Kelly Bryant, he's saying what he's going to do. I was on top of the Louisville thing. Like, I need to just start breaking news. news. Newsbreaker. So he is going to decide between a couple schools. Arkansas, Miami, Auburn had them on my list too. Mississippi State. And here's two surprises, or one surprise for me. Mizzou actually made his list. And then UNC, I don't see him going to Mizzou. I don't think he's a very good fit for their offense and what they're going to do. No, up they throw the ball. Right. Like So, no. These aren't <laughs> the like old school Mizzou before Chase this Daniel. This is not day. Brad Smith. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know about that. But I do like the fit at Auburn, and we've talked about that before. I actually like Mississippi State and Arkansas um, with his old coach there. They could get some things going with a good offense. Oh, Paul Feinbaum. Paul says it will be Arkansas. And I think it will, too. Um, Even this weekend, he's going to Mississippi State to take his official visit there, and they're playing Arkansas. So it's like an unofficial visit to Arkansas. I do agree, and you heard it here first, way back in like early October, I think Kelly Bryant goes to Arkansas. Is there any media member that you're the more opposite of than Paul Feinbaum? You think? Yeah. Yeah, well, I like the SEC. He likes the SEC. Maybe a little too much. I like if I'm thinking of who's your like counterweight in media as like a personality and (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) I think that's it. (laughs) That's it. That's definitely it. All right. It's time to preview and pick some games and it's a good weekend to get your honeydews done. Like if you need to clean the gutters, rake the yard. Yeah. I mean, we have teams like Alabama playing the Citadel. Clean your house for Thanksgiving. Yeah, just do do something. I don't know what you're going to do. Take care of some business while you're listening to this podcast. Uh, There are some decent games, uh, but we'll run through a list of what we're saying are like the best 10 games of the weekend. Best 11 because you deleted a game. Yes. So let's do that one first. Texas hosts Iowa State on the Longhorn Network Saturday night primetime. On the Longhorn Network, I'm picking <laughs> yeah. Texas, and I don't care if this game counts against us. I'll will go on record. I'm taking Texas over Iowa it State. It's kind of messed up, though. Really, that this is one of the only like ranked versus ranked games that we have this week. Yeah, and it's not like on an ABC or you know whatever ESPN, ESPN two, Fox Sports one, anyone, yeah, something. Which, by the way, I got ahead of myself. You have a two game lead. Oh, yes. 35-20 and 20 for me. You're up 37-18. So I really, really need to come back. I mean, thing. and I, I got two-game lead here, and I'm also taking some risk because I'm going like ultimate underdog. This is going to come down to the Army-Navy game, and, well, and I'm going to have to fucking pick Navy or something just on the hope. <laughs> yeah, and just heave up that Hail Mary. I, would, I won't. I'll lose. If yeah. it comes down to that, I'll lose. I'll just. I'm. I don't think it will. I think I'll run away with this thing before then. You think so? Okay. Here we go. Uh, so Iowa State at Texas. I'm taking Texas. You're taking. Um, I would take Texas too. So although team. that game does make me nervous. I just the confidence isn't there. Texas is not back like we thought they were. No, they are not. Number ten. Ohio State at Maryland. This is my game. I think Ohio State, they've been a little disappointing this year. I, I think they're just too good. They're they're too good for Maryland. I know we saw like a, a hot team early in the year. I think they've struggled a lot since then. I like Matt Canada a lot. I feel like DJ Durkin's a douchebag. Ohio State gets the win. This is like the battle of the coaches you want to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, which is one of our draft on draft questions like, later. <laughs> right. Like if you lined up all the coaches in the NCAA. And you could punch yeah. any of them in the throat. I mean, you'd have to put those two at the Urban top. Urban Meyer I'd and think. DJ Dargon are right there. Yeah, like well, they've awesome. done some shit and let some shit slide by. So, yeah, yeah they would definitely Who would mark Art, that one. Is Art Brile still coaching? No, I hope not. I'm he, sure he he's somewhere. The, he, like an athletic director somewhere? I think he's in like the AAFL or something. I don't yeah, know. it's something if stupid. If only we had Google. The um, fact that he has a job and he's not in prison is ridiculous. amazing. Amazing. Uh, all right, next so game Ohio for me. State, <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas at Mississippi State. Uh, we kind of talked about this one. It's the Kelly Bryant Bowl, except for I think he's already made up his mind. And I don't know what you want me to say about this game. Arkansas is very bad; they're horrible. Uh, they lost to North Texas here. So MSU, they're at home. I'm taking Mississippi State here, but they are a 21 point favorite, and I actually think they're going to play a little 21. bit closer than that. Uh, their offense isn't. Really built to score a lot of points. It's getting cold outside. I do think that Arkansas can play an SEC opponent a little bit closer than 21 points, but I am picking Mississippi State to win. Oh, yeah, feed Kylan Hill. That's what I would do. And beat Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah, just keep the ball in his hands. If you want to run it, run it with him. And he's starting to do some things in the passing game. Uh, so I think it's an easy win for them, but maybe not 21 points. That seems like a lot of points that to give up. A lot. I, I told you and our buddy Cole, I've gotten back into betting, so... A little bit of money riding on some games this weekend. People don't let me down. I did not bet on this one. 19 Utah at Colorado. There's a report out there. The Buffs are going to fire their coach, and they're playing for nothing. Utah, speaking of coaches I wouldn't fight, Utah's coach. I saw Mike Leach go in detail about this at a press conference. <laughs> yeah. He's right. I would not fuck with Kyle Whittingham. No, like that dude's rocked up. Bronco Mendenhall? Like, no. don't fight coaches nope. in Utah. Nope. Yeah. Not even the <laughs> Mormon. Can survive don't. in Utah. Don't fuck with that person. Yeah. Definitely not. And there's no way Colorado wins this ballgame. None at all. Whittingham and the Utah defense are just way too strong. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Uh next game, it's the shit bowl, the pinstripe uh, bowl, whatever you want to call it. Syracuse, number 12 versus Notre Dame, number 3-ranked team, and they're playing this bad boy in Yankee Stadium, which is why if you tune in, you're going to see some of the shittiest uniforms I've ever seen in my entire life. This is absolutely terrible, but I am going to pick Notre Dame to win. The thing that surprises me here is that Brian Kelly comes out and he says that he likes Wimbush and that he's going to roll with him. That actually makes me kind of nervous to pick them I know that he played really well last week, but Ian Book was doing something. You were putting up points on some pretty damn good defenses, and now you're going to change it up this late in the season. You had a good thing. Let's roll with it. So either way, even if they do play Wimbush, um, I think the Notre Dame defense is actually just too much for Syracuse, and I know that people will probably say, well, they've been putting up a lot of points here recently, but you're doing it against some ACC teams who are not great on defense outside of Clemson. You've got some really weak defenses and Syracuse has been able to take advantage of that. I don't think that they're going to roll into Yankee stadium and be able to do the same thing against the Notre Dame defense with Tillery and love and some of those guys. I don't want to talk about the uniforms just yet. Cause I feel like we're going to get there, but they're fucking awful. Terrible. Terrible, awful. They're awful. I this game could get, be closer than a lot of people expect, just to, I mean, I think it depends on things like the weather, too. I know they're supposed to get hit with some snow today as we're recording, so that could affect things. I, I think Notre Dame probably wins this one, though. Well, yeah, I do think Notre Dame wins. And one other thing here is they're a 10 and a half point favorite, like you said. I actually do think the game will be closer than 10 and a half points, I think it'll be a pretty good one. But Notre Dame, no question, they win this one. You're Bookie Mello hooking you up with the spread. I love this. I'm getting into the whole betting thing, too. You know what I'm, I'm getting I'm into? i looking at the line. You know what I'm getting into? Country Roads. I was going to say, like, presidential take me home. Oh, you're going to sing it? the place. Mm-hmm. I belong. Oh. West Virginia. Gonna beat the shit out of Oklahoma. State <laughs> Cowboys. No, West Virginia is going to fucking roll these guys. It felt good to sing it again. It felt good. You got your boots on. You got your flannel. It just felt felt good to to sing it. it. Me and John Denver. uh, I will be on American Idol if anyone wants to get me. Uh, West Virginia, Will Greer and the boys are way too much for Oklahoma State. We saw uh, all year basically with Oklahoma State. Their defense is not good. Yes, they can score points. Uh, Cornelius, the quarterback, is definitely, they have an explosive passing attack. Justice Hill in the backfield when healthy is very good. But, this game's probably going to have 112 points scored, but West Virginia's yeah. going to win it. Uh, two of the better offensive minds in college football, I know that they came from both that same system. Did that sound as good as it felt? The singing yeah. is it what I'm guessing yeah. you're going back yeah. to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you in your brainwaves here because in the middle of talking football, you go back to – Four minutes ago when you sang a song, yeah, it, it was as good as it felt, buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love your ADD just flares up. I was like, wait, stop what you're saying. Stop was talking about good? the football. Is that good? <laughs> How are the pipes? <laughs> so I don't even remember what the hell I was talking about now. Um, two good offenses. Two great offensive minds. I do think that there's just going to be a like a million and a half points scored in that one. Uh, next game for me. Uh, now I'm all lost and confused here. Boston College number twenty at Florida State. Man, I really thought Florida State was going to be something. They're not. Uh, but you and Connor did have it right when you said that Boston College might be able to do some things this year. They're number twenty. They're only a one and a half point favorite here. I don't know how that happens. Really? Yes, but BC. They've got a great pass rush and they're going to get after the quarterback. We've seen Florida State struggle to protect their quarterback and they can do it with this defense. Um, Boston College, they just held Clemson to 27 points. And I know that maybe sound like, oh, that's not, she got beat by 27 or 20, but that's a very good team and they were able to do that. And I think that they will still get some things rolling here. So I'm taking BC in the win, and I think it's gonna be by a lot more than a point and a half. Yeah, I agree. Uh Duke at number two, Clemson. I love Daniel Jones, the Duke quarterback. I actually think he's a first round prospect. David Cutcliffe is a hell of a coach, especially offensively. Clemson's Clemson, though. Yeah, it's just it's hard to bet against him. It's like betting against Alabama almost. Yeah. Like betting against Alabama's like cute younger sister. Take it you. She's okay. Uh, that's Clemson for you this year. Like, they're really good, but they're just not good enough. Like, does Blake Lively have a younger sister? I hope so. Who's probably just like, you know, like in Joplin, she'd be at 10. But she's Blake Lively's sister, you know? It's probably how you feel all the time. <laughs> oh, just yeah, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being my younger brother, it's got to suck. Clemson, though, is going to roll Duke. I, I do think that the, this, like, the scouting aspect of this game, I want to see what Daniel Jones does against this defense with four yes. top 100 picks on the D-line uh, two of whom are probably going to be first round picks in Cleveland Farrell and Dexter Lawrence. They have very good linebacker play. In the secondary, they have my favorite, one of my favorite corners in Trayvon Mullen. Like, that is a damn good Clemson defense. So, how does Jones handle that? Last week, he went off as a passer and a runner. He's going to have to do more of the same to keep this one close. And, I, you know, Clemson, they love going against these mobile quarterbacks, too. Like, they yep. see the challenge, they see red, and they want to get after it. We wouldn't we watch them play in Louisville last year against Lamar Jackson, who was a Heisman Trophy winner, and they made him look average. So going up against this Duke team, I think they're going to make them look pretty bad as well. Uh, next game, I can't believe you gave them to me. Arizona at your was Washington tired of State Cougars. I was tired of picking it. This feels almost like a trap game to me because I do know that Mike Leach is still their coach, and he's just not good for a one-loss year. He's going to get a couple losses in there every single year. And this feels like an Arizona team that is maybe starting to be healthy, get some things going. Like they might be able to do something up there at Washington State. Uh, But I just I can't bet against them yet. If it were a different team other than a Kevin Sumlin team, he has nothing to offer on defense. They are not going to stop anybody. And now they're going up against another great offensive mind. You know they're going to put up points. They're a a 9.5-point favorite here, and I think Washington State does get the win. Uh, And I'm going to say they cover as well. It's going to be a big one. It's one of the last games. It's at home. Cold weather. Those Arizona boys not going to know what to do up north. You're breaking our girl Paige's heart. I know, but you know what? i got to be honest to my people. I I think think Washington State's going to win. Mike Leach has been a head coach for 17 years, Mello. His best ever season, 11-2. and Yeah, like, he gets a lot of credit. If he didn't say some of the crazy shit that he did, no one would talk about so it. So he's only had one double-digit season, win season, and it was that one. 17 years, he had one season, he won more than 10 games. Yeah, so, I mean, he And gets, it's not like the Big 12 has been— Right. Uh, it was okay, but— and I mean, I guess, Texas had a lot of down years towards the end of his Texas Tech run yeah. where he could have done something. He has not been good at Washington State. No, and they will get—the thing is, they get hot, and they will run off a couple good wins, and everybody's like, oh, look at what Mike Leach is doing. They're doing it right now. As soon as they do, the media flocks to him, and they're like, we have to hear what he has to say. They're winning games, let's get him on TV, let's get him on radio, and he'll do it. But then, he'll lose two or three games, and it's like, oh, Washington State. They went 6-6 and again. What happened to them? They were the eight ranked team. And and that's what happened last year. They peaked at 8, and they ended at 24. Right, and I think just— Arizona here, I would not be surprised if Arizona won. If Khalil Tate can get some things if Kevin going. Kevin Sumlin weren't their head coach. Yes, if they had something on defense, they would win this game. Yeah. I would bet them all day, especially a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, but I just think that they don't have enough on defense to stop Washington State. No I get that mustache at quarterback. Right. I get to pick the game that is the ABC game. It is the, the, the big game. I think Herb Street's calling this one. Cincinnati... At Central Florida. That's what we're left with this week. Yeah, I mean it's uh top twenty five matchup. The old American conference. You man. know they're gonna bring it every week. Lamar Jackson's not playing. No, they Shaquem Griffin's not playing, but Mackenzie Milton is. And for that reason I'm picking UCF. I have to take them in this one. I I Cincinnati's been very good. They they were your upset of the week last week and they won. They won, but they didn't get the points. So did our boy Tyler win money? I think he might have bet on... I think he might have bet him outright. I don't know. We should reach out to him, and maybe I should apologize. Let us know, Tyler. We'll give you that 20 bucks back. UCF, I, I think, wins this one. They're just so dynamic offensively, and I'm not a Josh Heupel fan. No, but at they, all. they have things set up there. It's the right. Larry Coker Miami Hurricanes. You knew what they had coming into the season. All you had to do was just not screw it up. So yeah. we'll see if he can sustain this success. Uh, but this year they have some good things rolling, and I, I really do. I hope they win. I'm kind of like a cl- not even really a closet fan of theirs. I support them and I root for them, and I want to see them win and go undefeated. Will they beat a team like Alabama, Clemson? <laughs> Hell, no. But I do want to see them go undefeated. Could be Michigan or Notre Dame. No, they would not. Georgia. Probably, like honestly, they're probably not a top eight. If the playoff were in eight and they got the if eight it seed, were UCF against Washington State, who would you pick? I would probably pick UCLA. Okay, so that's about where they belong. Yeah, so maybe the eight. they're not oh, going to But Ohio State's noise. 10, and I would pick Ohio State to beat the shit Every out time. of them. Every time. Uh, next game up is the game that I deleted Texas for because I want to give you— we're going to make this a thing— I'm going with the super underdog locksmith game of the week to bet your money on because I don't have the nuts to bet my own money. Sponsor your own segment? Yes, I did. Super underdog locksmith game of the the week to bet your money on because I don't have the nuts to bet my own money on. (laughs) Do you write this shit? Put it on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Merchant. This week we're going with uh, the number 25 UAB Blazers are the underdog at Texas A&M and Kyle Field. They're the underdog by 17 points. This is a 9-1 and school right now. I don't think A&M can beat them by 17 points. Not with the way that they have things rolling. So I'm going to go with UAB not outright, but they don't get that spread. They do not lose here by 17 points. Put your money on it. That's your super underdog locksmith game of the week to bet your money on because I don't have the nuts to bet my own money on it. All right. We are back. It's top five time and it's a good one this week. We're sticking to football and we're doing the top five ugliest or top five most hated uniforms in football. Yeah. And we had some people on Twitter thinking like, okay, obviously it's going to be Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Texas Tech out of me. Uh, Well, actually, here's the thing. I like their uniforms. Oh, Texas Tech has some of the best. I love Texas Tech uniforms. I love them. The red and black combination that you can do there even teams like Cincinnati do it. I like when they do the red tops, black bottoms. I I like the all black or even if they go all white, it looks good. Uh, I just refuse to put them on any list of mine that is like a favorite. So even though they might be like easily top five, honestly, but I'm not going to put them on my list because they're Texas Tech. Okay, I like that. Uh, I like the thought process. We have to flip a coin. It is your turn to call. You, know, you want me to flip it? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. You always get to I call Tails. I don't even think you have Tails to Tails never it. fails. Well, and here's where we're different. I let it hit the table. I catch that motherfucker. You catch it. I'm going to give you the... Yeah, that sound effect really worked. <laughs> One more time. This is like a 50-cent album. I don't... There's both I understand that reference. Oh, my gosh. A 50-cent album. You flipped a quarter. I know. The album that he had, Get Rich or Die Trying, it opens up, and it's like... That's it's it. a quarter. hitting the 50-cent. T- oh stupid. You're so uncultured. <laughs> I am uncultured. So <laughs> does that mean you go first, or do I go first? I, I guess, guess that means I go first. Uh, so let me... Uh, try to identify a team that I don't think you're going to take. All right, I'm going to piss some people off with this one. Uh, but this team, they hyped up this uniform feature so much. Like it was going to be cutting edge. It's going to change the way that helmets are made and the way that they look. Well, guess what? Nothing fucking happened. LSU comes out and they say Oh yeah, our helmets are going to change colors once the lights come on. No, they didn't. I didn't notice a goddamn thing about them other than the fact that they are not good. You paid all this money for this special kind of paint, and it didn't work. Like, yeah, if you shined a flashlight on it directly, you could see some, like, yellow. But when the stadium lights hit it, that motherfucker stayed the same color. And you... Pubbed it up for like two weeks about how these were so great. So I'm going with the LSU color-changing helmets as the number one worst uniform. That's number one. Number one. Absolutely. I hated it. I like the rest of the uniform. Wow. But the fact that you said your helmets were going to be so special and they were not, no, sir. That is my number one most hated uniform. Okay. So mine is, if you are new to the podcast, you might not know that I am horribly colorblind. Like... Like, thought I thought Gumby was purple, green, purple. You thought he was purple. Color is <laughs> he's green. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you see the confusion. <laughs> so, my least favorite uniforms, and I fucking hate when they do this Florida State wears this shit mm. where they go black on black with maroon writing. How am yes. I supposed to read a name? Or number, good sir, <laughs> when it's maroon on black. That was, who the fucking Nike is watching the game, thinking, yes. "Hmm, let's do this." That was on. They were on my list too. Like they had good traditional uniforms, and then for some reason, Jimbo Fisher or somebody is like, "You know what? Let's change these up from the Charlie Ward days, the Warg Dunn and Deion Sanders." You had something good that yes. was unique, beautiful. No one had anything like it. And then you change it to whatever the shit show is now. And then you're right. They go black on black and it's hard to tell who anybody is. Uh, so, yeah, I like that one. I'm with you. And I love black on black. The Steelers, like black on blacks, my favorite uniforms in football, which maybe is next week's top five. It looks next week's top five is going to be Thanksgiving foods. Just so I throw that <laughs> out there. Just get people ready. Uh, Thanksgiving foods to eat while watching football. And normally I'm all about black on black not when you try to put red fucking numbers on the back. Yeah, it's it's a tough look there. Uh, number two for me, I have a lot of schools on here, but I don't know that you are going to take any of them. Uh, so this team's uh, hot right now. Uh, a lot of people talking about their coach. I'm going to go with Louisville as another team. They go black on black, and they try to go with, like, these candy chrome helmets, and it's just not a good look. I don't want to piss off any potential sponsors, I'm really not a fan of what Adidas is doing in the NFL and college football. Well, all college, the NFL's on Nike. That's that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what they're doing with the college football uniforms, I just, I've just i never seen an Adidas Miami. uniform and be like, wow, that is really awesome uniform. It's always Nike or Under Armour. Anytime I look at Adidas, I'm like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a soccer uniform with a guy wearing pads underneath it. So I'm going with Louisville as my number two school. I cannot believe that we are a couple schools deep. I just, I want to add on when Louisville did the like script gangster L, you know, yes, whatever it's, it's like terrible. prison tat L. Yeah. Their logo is the, Why? L. I know like it's, and it's like that, like Gothic cursive, yeah, I guess. Just stick with the Cardinal even, which is still even like a shitty mascot There's and logo horrible mascot. But, I mean, come on. It's better yeah. than that. You can barely tell it's an L. Right, I agree. So Take they the catch L. the L. Take the, huh, there it is. <laughs> Number two, and I want to go. It's be one of the few times I've been edited on this podcast. I just want to put the pen down and talk about this shit. What are you doing, Notre Dame? <laughs> Who puts pinstripes on a Notre Dame uniform? Yes. Why? Little yeah. Holtz would spit all over the... Be like, guys, why do we put pith on the uniform? Like, why? Why would like, you do it? <laughs> the dude on 51st Dates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, though. Uh, we've talked about these uniforms so much. So bad. You have a good thing going. You're the fucking chrome domers. Keep it normal. Keep putting that 18 karat fleck in your helmet. And why do they keep going to the green even? Like, you know, you suck when you wear green. Yeah. Don't wear it. Just stick with the What did they wear last gold. week? Suck bad. It was like green tops, yellow pants. Yeah, they're new, like it's yellow like, pants. Like, oh, are bad. my child took a shit and you put it on as a uniform. Yeah, I think they refer to it as like old gold or retro gold or something like that. Yeah, refer to it as baby shit. Yeah. And like the helmets right. are, I think, like a matte navy. Helmet with a the the ND logo that is in a circle with pinstripes. I get it, you're yeah. playing at Yankee Stadium, and that's cool. You don't have to wear pinstripes. You know why the Yankees were cool? They're the only team that wore pinstripes. That's what yeah. made them cool. Well, and I even think like if they just went with like the pants or pinstriped, and then you leave the normal jerseys. I think that would yeah, just wear the navy jersey mm-hmm. with pinstripe pants. You would look There's like a pin baseball team. on the sleeve. On the sleeve, even. yeah. Like, this. you should have just said, hey, I know we're going to be the home team here, but we're going to wear white, and it's all pinstriped, at least. And, and the, the Notre Dame on the chest is cursive. Stupid. It's stupid. I know that's, like, and number picture, two on your list. But the that's... picture promoting it is this dude in, like, a baggy long sleeve with a glove, like, pointing at the camera with his visor on. Like, yeah, you're fucking cool. Yeah, congratulations, And I love everybody. Under Armour. Like, I love Under Armour so much. Nope, not good. Yeah, and I agree with you, too. Uh, you want to talk about another team who's been doing, like, a throwback thing? Um, I don't know what the Pitt Panthers are doing. They're trying to go back to, like, the Tony Dorsett-era uniforms, and I don't like it. It's blue and yellow, uh, but that's not what I've grown up to see Pitt as anymore. They're navy and gold, which is a great color combination. And then I don't get it. Why do schools do this with their colors? Like You don't even know what is my school color anymore. Is it blue? Is it navy? Am I supposed to rock gold? Am I supposed to rock maize? I don't know. So they keep flipping it back and forth. Just like figure something out. If you want to pay respect and do something for the guys like Dan Marino and Tony Dorsett or whatever, figure it out. But what you're doing with your uniform is not working. You know what else isn't working when teams changing their uniforms? We get it, Oregon. Nike gives you a lot of money. Pick a fucking uniform. Like I, I can't even tell sometimes I flip it through the channel like, oh, who's playing? I don't recognize this team. Is it Arena Football? Nope. Yeah. it's Oregon. Well, and they're another team that got away from it so much. Their color is green and yellow, but they got away Gold. from it so much in like the early two thousands that they were wearing black and gray constantly. So it's like, why the hell is this whole field and stadium wearing green? yet the players and they on the do field this weird black. like gray on gray thing sometimes. Yeah, and it's they like do. I'm watching the White Walkers play football. Like, yeah, I don't get it. In their numbers this year are terrible. I actually kind of like the uniforms they're wearing. They have the biggest numbers I've ever seen on the right. jersey. Yeah. No, it's like, seriously, it goes – people can't see me. It's like <laughs> – it goes Collar. from the sternum to your belly button, trachea to belly button, <laughs> yeah, all number. Like if you were going to butcher this jersey, you would split mm-hmm. the number. Yeah, that's right. Just cut along that <laughs> yeah. one. Pull I think they the even have like an outline for it on this uniform. It's the, not a good. I one. mean, the numbers, which is great. Like if you were Mister Magoo trying to scout Oregon, be like, oh, that's number thirty-two. This is easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great for you. Uh, another team here. Uh, they're not a Nike school. Go figure. Uh, this is a team, I think it would be very easy to get some good things going with your uniform. And Georgia Tech can't figure it oh, out. Oh, yeah. They had Russell Athletics as a sponsor <laughs> Recently. for their uniforms up until this year. You Russell, Russell Athletics. I bought their sweats at Walmart. <laughs> right. How the fuck are they sponsoring any uniform? Now, I'll give them credit. They went with like the honeycomb helmets, those were badass, but they don't ever wear them. Now they just stick with the gold helmet that has the GT. Like So whatever. But the fact that you went from Russell Athletics, I even can respect the always wearing white thing, but the uniforms aren't good. They try to do some things with like weird lines going across their the shoulder pads, and now you switch it up to Adidas, and they're still not doing a good job with it. This is a team that could have a very good uniform, and they don't, and they haven't had one in years. You don't speak about could have a good uniform and don't. I'm going to go NFL on you. The Rams don't match. Like, when you would get dressed for school in the morning, your mom would be like, put on matching socks. The Rams couldn't do it. Their helmets are blue and white. Their jerseys are blue and gold. It doesn't fucking match. Just wear your throwbacks every damn game. And the the NFL won't let them. Exactly. It's so So stupid. stupid, But they look so bad. Like, the all-whites are so clean. They're going to look so good. Until then, they just look dumb. Yeah, they do. And it's probably hurting, like, I don't want to sound like a complete idiot here. Teams, people are obviously going to watch Jared Goff play. But it's probably hurting their fan base that people in Los Angeles are trying to root for this team and they're looking at these hideous uniforms that they have. It's just god-awful. It's terrible. Like, the NFL, if you move to a different location, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want with your uniform, your team name. That should be a complete reset. You can do whatever you want. Which you, the Raiders should do nothing. Do no, not touch those just, beautiful jerseys. Wherever it says Oakland, just change that. Las Vegas, Las Vegas, or Las- Vegas, whatever you would <laughs> call yourselves. Don't fuck with that black. and I think you have to go to Las silver. Vegas Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders, Raiders, Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. You have I would Las. just go Las Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. I would go with a different coach if I were them. That's what get I would your ass kicked by the Chiefs for uh, the next last, eight years. Last game or last team for me here. Uh, you went NFL Damn and it. as soon as you did. That sparked my. What the hell are you thinking? The Cleveland Browns literally look like they shit their pants. The brown pants, and then they go with like an orange top sometimes, or they'll go brown jersey, orange bottoms. Yeah. It's so stupid. And then they tried to do this bullshit with the stripe. Just give them the fucking stripe on their helmet. You know everybody's getting them. It's a, a week one. Everyone had them. Now, if you're gonna go all in with the stripe, you gotta really do it. You gotta have like your fourth string receiver. He ain't doesn't got have a, a fucking stripe. You gotta <laughs> make it a thing if you're gonna make it a thing. Oh, Broby have ain't got a stripe. Right. Yeah. Get him out of there. Like how'd Baker Mayfield have his stripe before when he hadn't even played it down in the NFL yet? And that's not even completely hating him. Like First pick on the draft. Yeah. Is that does that earn you your stripe? I mean, come on. And then their end zone also, I fucking hate it. It is orange and brown, like, vertical stripes. It's the dumbest thing. I actually world. did not know they had anything in their end zone. Back <laughs> they probably to didn't the either. color blindness. <laughs> when Hugh Jackson was their coach, it nobody did. saw it. Oh. All right, last one for me, number five. I understand that a lot of people wanted to see Ben Roethlisberger in stripes. That <laughs> does not mean they needed to roll out the... 1840s Pittsburgh Steelers bumblebee prison uniforms. These were the ugliest uniforms of football. Like the yellow with the black vertical or, or horizontal stripes. Like just, just ugly. And yeah. you know, hey, Big Ben I'm, is I'm not, not a small guy anymore. Well, and they're like tan pants. Like, why? You can't go that retro. No. Like when teams have done it before and they wrote like a brown helmet. Unless you're going to wear a leather helmet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're going all leather, cool. That's a throwback. Or like put a leather shirt on. And they did the striped something. socks too, like the Bumblebee socks. They yeah. were so bad. And then they white it out where the numbers are. It so looks like stupid. they're marathon runners. Yeah. Like what the hell? Yeah, you're running the Boston Marathon. No, nope, yeah. we're playing football. You have football. one of the most classic uniforms in all of football. So good that the University of Iowa is just like, yeah, we <laughs> want that. Yeah. Just copy that. And they, they screw it up with this uniform. Now, you talked about it earlier, their black on black is great, but you're right. Those uh, horizontal black and yellow stripes and then the whited out uniform uh, number, it's not good, especially when you pair it with tan pants. All right, it's draft on draft time, and I uh, in between segments I got up, I was like, oh, wait, let me get a beer so I can pop the top for draft on draft. And then I sat down and opened the beer and uh, didn't record it. So, whoops-a-daisy, the beer is open, though. (laughs) There it is, and I already opened mine. There it is. Okay, a lot of good questions this week. Connor Hooper wants to know, did you all think the quarterback draft duo of Winston and Mariota was better than the duo of Goff and Wentz in their pre-draft process, and if so, why? Well, the great thing about me is I didn't have anything at all out there, not a recorded opinion, not a tweet, so I'm just going to go ahead and say no. I did not have them better. I loved golf and Wentz. That is the truth, though. I really did think that they were going to be very special. I never understood why the Browns traded out of those picks. And with Winston and Mariota, I worried about them being the product of the spread system. And them, I really thought they would perform a lot like they are doing now. I was never sold on Mariota. I actually thought Winston was the better prospect there, and he was going to be able to do some things in the NFL. Uh, but I think his, a lot of his just goes back to character and commitment. Yeah. So I, beautiful thing about my job is I actually have grades where you can go back and see how I rank guys. I did like Winston. Uh, I had some concerns about Mariota because the system, like you said, but when you go back and look at where I graded Goff and Wentz, it's quite a bit higher uh, than how I graded those guys. So um, I liked them all to just to be honest, like I worried about Jameis turning the ball over, but. The things that you heard about him, like that he was like a football savant, like that's what right. kept coming out was you put this dude on a whiteboard and it's unreal how good he is. And he's big and he's athletic and he was a winner. The off field stuff definitely came into play, but uh, I I definitely bought in on Jameis being a very viable franchise quarterback, you know, like a number one pick and he was going to come in and help turn this team around. Well, Mariota, for me, it was definitely more about the system and how well he would translate. Yeah, but, arm strength, body. Yeah, he's an undersized guy. never really threw the ball very hard. But I, I really liked golfing once, as you know. So. And we'll see. Like Mariota, he, he's really gone under the radar. He has not performed well. And I think that with that coaching staff being there, maybe they're not as tied to him. I think they, they give him that fifth year and they're going to take a look at him. But after that, he might not get that extension there. Yeah, yeah, and, like, they beat the Patriots last week. Right, but, so, I mean, who yeah. knows what yeah. the hell is going to happen there. It's yeah. been very inconsistent. They looked dominant against the Chiefs, and I don't remember who it was they played the next week, and it was just like, well, this is not even the same team. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Miller, no relation. Being a Chiefs fan, I originally hated the Sammy Watkins signing, not because I hate Sammy, but I didn't think he was worth that much money. Looking back on it now, I think it was worth it. What are your thoughts? I and biased and love Sammy and i think when it comes to money people worry too much about this it's like the the like the deficit who cares we're never paying it back and i like a salary cap is so fluid it's going to jump so much next year that Sammy making whatever 17 or whatever it is like that's not going to be that crazy next year so don't get caught up like think of the salary cap as year to year because that's how teams do it like Aaron Rodgers making 30 million dollars this year doesn't matter cuz they had the cap space this year and that's how it is with Sammy. So I didn't get too caught up in that. I loved him as I he's almost a decoy at times. Right. And, an and a great one. Expensive one. But also you knew you were coming into the year with a first-year starter. You wanted to surround him with some questions. Because I even look at Tyreek Tyre Hill. He's a guy who a lot of people were still questioning, even coming into this year, if he could perform. So you pair those two guys up together. You're doing your quarterback some favors. So maybe, yeah, you could have spent that money on defense, or you could just say, fuck it, we're going to let Andy Reid do his thing, and we're going to outscore everybody this year. Maybe trust Andy Reid. Yeah, like it's working out for him. From a guy that has questioned their moves before, just let them do their thing. They're actually pretty good at their job, and I don't think they regret the Sammy Watkins deal, and I I don't think a lot of their fans do either. Yeah, Uh, Bart Uppa, welcome back to the show, Bart. I'm probably not saying his name right. Bart, I'm I nailed, but the last name, I don't know. U Paw? Like know. Utah? <laughs> yeah, maybe Ooh, it's Paul. just been a typo this whole time. Connor <laughs> his said his Bart, name wrong and he just was changed. Bart it. Utah. <laughs> uh which two head Sounds coaches like a porn star from <laughs> Utah. <laughs> right. Which two <laughs> that's like a Facebook generator. It's the last thing you rode and the <laughs> state you're from. Well, I rode the Bart. I'm from Utah, fuck, yep. uh, and he definitely has a southern accent. Which two head coaches would you like to see fight and who would win? Tom Herman, Ooh. Lincoln Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to beat you to it, so <laughs> take a breath. That that would be a good one, and I think Tom Herman, oh, wins yeah, that for like part. honestly, like I think Tom Herman would be one of the tougher coaches at least in the Big 12. Oh, yeah, but the Big 12's not King right, Dana you know? Holgerson's ass. Oh, god, yeah. We already talked about him versus Gundy. Snyder. Him versus Snyder. Snyder. He, <laughs> it'd be like when Pedro fought that coach of the Yankees right. and just rolled him up. The old man almost uh, died. And I don't know who else. And, Kansas you know doesn't about, have a coach. He's kicking uh, Cliff Kingsbury's ass, oh, too. Yeah. Cliff's pretty. He Lincoln fight. Riley, no thanks. I've seen him. He's a yeah. scrawny little thing. TCU? Patterson might? Uh, Gary Patterson might be able to do it. He's thick. Yeah. Now he's dense. And he's old Texas tough. So maybe I like Gary Patterson a lot. He's older, though. I don't know. Yeah? Uh, if I had to pick two coaches, though, uh, how about Jim and John Harbaugh? <laughs> Ooh, a brother fight is always underrated because you know well, each other's weaknesses. And you know that they've fought like a right. million times so you, before. Yeah. Like I mean, if you and I like ever dr- got in a drunk fight, I know immediately where to go for The the knees. The knees, exactly. you got bad knees. I have no weakness. So uh, the face is my (laughs) biggest weakness. My Uh, hands are your biggest weakness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Me hitting you would be your biggest weakness. (laughs) What two coaches? I want to see, like, I used to watch the, like, 60-second fights on Instagram, and I never liked to see good fights, like both guys landing punches. I used to like to watch the beatdowns. Yeah, just watching one guy get whaled. up. I'm more into that, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why these two guys come to my mind, but what if you got like Mike Leach, who is just crazy, has these weird ass opinions, and you get Pete Carroll, who's like a known conspiracy theorist guy, and just let it, it could even be like a debate. It doesn't even have to be a fist fight. Just let them debate crazy theories that they both have. What about Jeff Monken, the Army head coach? I wouldn't Ooh, fuck with that guy. I wouldn't fuck with any of our service academy coaches. No, Ken from uh Air Force Navy? Navy? Navy, not saying his last name. I don't want to disrespect the man by saying <laughs> his last name wrong. <laughs> no, it's a long one. There's a lot of con If I could pick though, like debt like if I'm paying pay-per-view, 60 bucks direct TV to watch two coaches fight, at this point it's Tom Herman and Zach Smith. Yeah. And you probably don't have to pay pay per view. You just got to be hanging out. You just got to be at the right strip club. (laughs) Yeah. They'll be around. There always won't be. I would pay to watch that one. Yeah. That's, that would be the, that's obviously like the hot one to go with right now. And I'm with you. Yeah. uh, uh, That's fun. You guys should let us know. That's what you could tweet us this week. That could be your iTunes review. What two coaches do you want to see fight the most? Yeah. Leave it on your Instagram comments, whatever you want to do. It'll be there. Or we could get Walker and Kennedy to fight to be the super intern. Yeah, like one of you actually gets a job. Kennedy will whip his ass. I still want to do the, Yep. You know, yep can't thing. talk about it. Yep. Break it and, yep. <laughs> Terps 243, what are some of the most surprising draft picks you've ever witnessed? Whether it's due to a player being selected early or late or a guy you've never heard of being taken early. For example, Colt Miller shot Penny and Dron Payne this last year. So the, the only one that surprised me out of that was Rashad Penny. And that's what I was going to go with, too, because even if you go all-time, there have been some guys that I okay, that surprised me. I didn't think they would go there. But now since we've been doing the podcast and we've been doing, like, I've been getting more into the scouting and stuff like that over the last couple years, usually I'm pretty in tune to like, okay, this is where this guy's going to go. And obviously you are. So watching the draft this year and you see Rashad Penny's name in the first round, it actually truly shocked me. I did not expect to see that happen, and it did. And I know he played pretty well last week, but I still think that that's a pick that the fan base was not happy with, and a lot of people questioned it, and it, it sure as hell shocked me. I was looking because I thought there was one that the Patriots made, and it was like their first pick in a year, and I was like, who was that guy? But maybe not. Maybe it wasn't their first pick. But, I mean, the Patriots made a lot of bad ones. over like They really have. Questionable. Them. Where you are like, what the fuck? Well, and for a team that— Gets like almost rumored that they draft so well. Like, yeah, they used to, but anymore, they've had a lot of misses on their board as well. The problem is like when you get as old as me and you've had as many head injuries, where you're like, wait, they, who they? Are you like you have like a flicker of a memory, and then you're like, I have no idea what just happened. So, uh, Terrell Edmonds was a pretty big surprise in the first round this past yes. year. Yeah, that was one like that really surprised me. I thought EJ Manuel it, as the first quarterback taken. Back in 2013 was a pretty big surprise. Ryan Tannehill going as early as he was, uh, did was a surprise. As far as guys that fell, you always get a justification for it. Even like Maurice Hurst this past year, it's like that was a first round player that fell. And then you heard that, like, his heart condition was so bad that maybe he should never play football again. So you always, like, it, Especially now, by the time that it's, oh, this guy fell, why? We know why by the time it, it you know, yeah. Like, was it Laramie Tunsil that fell draft night because yeah, of the bong? the bong. The mask bong? That one was a shot. I mean, you're talking about surprising, the fact that they're showing it on right. air with the draft. Man, a lot on. of people thought he was going to be first or second pick that night, too. Yeah, and then thanks to a family member just you know, robbing him of millions up. of dollars. Or not second pick, third. He would have been the third pick probably to the Chargers, so... But they got Joey Bosa, so it worked out pretty well for them. Uh, Jake Rummy, ooh, a lot of old school listeners in the, the draft and draft this week. I hear you guys talk about coaches and coaching trees in terms of who they worked under in their previous jobs. My question is, can you explain some of the biggest or most successful ones to us? Thanks. I mean, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh is the big one, and he had like guys like Holmgren, Mariucci, Mariucci uh, George Seifert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Walsh's coaching tree, I want to see if I can pull it up real and quick. And so, even within that tree, while you do. Pull it up. Holmgren, you also have Andy Reid falls under that same tree. And there are a lot of other very good coaches that fall into it. And he was kind of like this the guy that started. So Bill Walsh starts it. And under Bill Walsh, you have Mike Holmgren, Jim Fossil, Paul Hackett, Sam White, George Seifert, and Dennis Green. So just Bill Walsh to Mike Holmgren. Then you have Andy Reid, Mike Sherman, Steve Mariucci, Ray Rhodes, Brad Childress, John Harbaugh, Marty Morningwig. All head coaches. Like, yeah, that's just under that. And And, some pretty decent ones. And then, like, under the Bill Walsh to Paul Hackett, you have Paul Hackett, Mike McCarthy, John Gruden, Bill Callahan, Jim Harbaugh, Bruce Coslett, uh, George Seifert had Mike Shanahan and Gary Kubiak under him. Like, uh, some great, great coaches just in that Belichick tree. And I think now it's, like, even people will talk about the Andy Reid tree because now you have Matt Nagy branching off. But, like, that all goes back to Walsh. Like, he's the root of this tree that is just so fantastic, and and even with front offices, because Walsh was the GM as well. You can look at it that way of these guys, like you know, who were under him as a GM that have now spun off and become their own trees as as front office players. So I think Walsh is probably the best one. That I mean, the it, Belichick is the first one that came to mind for me. Right, the Belichick coaching tree has not been great, and I know that this year it's weird because. Matt Patricia and Mike Vrabel have actually both beat him, which is like shocking that those guys would beat Bill Belichick, but they have. And so for him, it's like it goes back to you got guys in college: Kirk Ferentz, Al Groh, Bill O'Brien, Nick Saban, Charlie Weiss. Uh, on the pro side, then you got Romeo Cornell, Josh McDaniels, Jim Schwartz, Matt Patricia, Mike Vrabel, Eric Mangini. Mm-hmm. Well, and even if you look at Belichick, he actually falls yeah, that's under right. He's Parcells, Parcells, so which also includes. Sean Payton, Mike Zimmer. So, that's another. I would yeah. say that would be the second one. Bill uh, Walsh is just ridiculous. Campbell from the Saints is going to be a head coach soon. What, Pat Campbell was it? I'm messing that up. Yeah, he's going to be a head coach soon. So, Yeah, like, a lot of good ones there. Yeah, Phil Savage, part of that. Old Ooh. Cleveland Browns team. That old Browns team, like, holy God. Thomas Dimitrov, had Scott Pioli. They a lot Piore. of good coaches and personnel in there. Oh, they, they would have, <laughs> man. They would have. They would have been the Patriots. Yes, can you imagine that? Looking back at oh it now, like the Cleveland Browns would have been that team. The yeah, Patriots. Yeah, where I'm teaching my students, I'm like, "Oh, you've never seen a bad Browns team." If Art Modell hadn't moved that team, man, yeah, the Browns would be the Patriots. Yeah, and with some very good tradition and probably not as shitty uniforms. You don't like the? Oh, oh okay, I got you now. Okay, best Twitter name I've ever seen in my life. At Hakuna Matata. But his Twitter name is, it means no Corys. (laughs) His name's Corey. So. He took some time on that He really did. Uh, Or he was drunk. I was like, this is funny. (laughs) He asked you a couple questions. We only had time for one this week. If a quarterback needy team isn't willing to draft any of the 2019 quarterbacks and wants to wait for the 2020 class, how would you rank this offseason's top free agent quarterbacks and what teams could you see them going to? I mean, you got your boy Teddy. That's it. <laughs> Blake Boyle. No, he's locked up for a little while. They could get rid of him. him. Eli Manning might be out there. It's more about that like Joe Flacco could be out there. So it's definitely like you start to have to get into the, well, if this guy gets cut, like technically Jameis Winston could be out there. Tyrod Taylor and Teddy Bridgewater are probably the best, like known commodities that are true free agents. I mean, you'd probably have to make a deal if you wanted Nick Mullen. Yeah, and Nick Mullins, whatever his last name is Nate 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 Mullen. I have no idea But that quarterback that they're rolling out there in San Francisco. Yeah, he's good man. I've had fun watching him play Yeah, I would you should everybody's should trade for him. That's you know, he was uh, He was projected by some folks To go undrafted and never play in the NFL <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who would have done that? <laughs> that was us uh, I think that's like it, 2019. The quarterback class is is weak. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater's going to get paid. Hopefully. And hopefully it works out for him this time. The horrific injury that he's had to overcome. I really thought he was going to get a shot this year. Um, That's too bad. And then he goes to a team like the Saints, who really don't even need a backup quarterback. Like, they have three quarterbacks. They have a, the Two super, of them play. <laughs> They have a super quarterback who... Is also on the punt team. Yeah, the super quarterback Andrew Brees. <laughs> super <quarterback, laughs> not Drew Brees. Uh, Melina Brown. So this I wanna, is my favorite question we've ever got. I want to tell a story. Uh, my DMs are open. Melo's DMs are open. We want you guys to send questions. And last so Wednesday night, I'm sitting there working, and I we get a DM, and it's from a woman. It's and, a lady, and she was like, "Hey guys, I love the show. I listen all the time." And she asked a question, and I'm like, "This might be spam." <laughs> <laughs> and then she replies like, oh, my bad. Hashtag draft on draft. I'm like, It's not spam. <laughs> She's a listener. She didn't ask if we wanted to see her webcam. <laughs> right. No, she has a very good question. So Molina Brown, welcome to the podcast. Her question. Hey, guys, I love the show. I listen to every episode. See, this is, oh, this is spam. Great content and so fun. I'm excited to hear it in the offseason when draft talk gets heavy. I'm still thinking like this might not be a human being. <laughs> and then boom. I was wondering what the quarterback situation is looking like next year at Oklahoma. Who's behind Kyler Murray? Yeah, so this great question. I don't even care that it's Oklahoma. It's from a female. Like, great, get it on the show. It's not even just a tip. Like, this is draft This is like a girl whose boyfriend doesn't make her listen and she doesn't work a bleacher report. Yeah, so this is good. Uh, (laughs) The quarterback situation at Oklahoma, even though very biased here, um, I thought Austin Kendall looked pretty good at times when he did get to play... One thing I think that Oklahoma has going for them, though, uh, is they have the number one passer in the nation coming into them next year, a guy by the name of Spencer Rattler. Now, he is an interesting story because he actually got suspended from his high school team and couldn't compete for the rest of the year, and no one knows why. I was That was my follow-up. They say it is a conduct thing. His dad won't talk about it. The coaches won't talk about it. But he's still... He's still committed to Oklahoma. He still gets to play, I guess, next year. Uh, but he was suspended. He couldn't play in the state playoff games. He's a guy out of Arizona. Nobody knows what the deal is there. It's very weird. There's it's not probably, a Joe Mixon thing, is it? There's probably conspiracy theories on all kinds of message well, boards. I'll be on Reddit tonight. Uh, but he is still committed to Oklahoma, and he's the number one passer in the nation. So he might even be a guy that can uh, maybe challenge Austin Kendall for that job next year. And let's not even talk about what if Kyler Murray comes back because he does have some eligibility. But he can't. No. He would be losing he millions. He can't of because dollars. he signed a contract with the Oakland A's, $4.5 so, million dollars that said you could play football for one year. Yeah, so he would have to like try to get out of that somehow. Just go play baseball, dude. Don't be stupid. Don't commit career suicide. Go be an outfielder or second baseman for the A's. I said something about him being a second baseman. Somebody was like, what, you don't think he's an outfielder? Like, not a baseball scout, guys. <laughs> like, and I'm not a baseball it. scout either. But you know how many of these guys get drafted as an outfielder, and then they're like, "Oh, wait, actually, he can't throw the ball very hard. We're going to put him at second base." Now, Kyler Murray has shown some pretty damn good arm strength. Yes, I don't know how well he throws a baseball, but I know he's like five ten, and he just screams middle and He really does me. look like one. Uh, all right, from HJ Witty, fifteen. Hey, Matt, big six football listener, and have a draft on draft question for you, Connor and Mello. He spelled Connor's name wrong, so I'm not going to ask Connor this question. It's two O's. (laughs) If you could pick a college head coach to play for, who would it be? This includes on a personal and football level. Thank you. So if we could go all time, I would probably say Mack Brown. Really? Uh, I absolutely love Mack Brown, and I thought he was a great motivator. He brought Texas. If it weren't for Mack Brown, we wouldn't be sitting in an office. We would own no Texas gear if it weren't for Mack Brown. That's he true. brought Major Applewhite into the spotlight. He got Chris Sims to Texas. He made Ricky Williams Ricky Williams and then carried that on to guys like Vince Young, Derek Johnson. So if I could pick all Cole time, McCoy. it would definitely be Mac Brown. No hesitation there at all. I would sign my commitment my sophomore year if I could, whenever I would play for him. If I got to pick a coach that's coaching right now uh, in college, I think it would be very hard to pick against Nick Saban. They yeah. win a national championship almost every year, and they are always in the playoff, literally always in the playoff. And if I can't pick Nick Saban, I love what Dabo Sweeney is doing in Clemson. I love Dabo. And, He's a little too Jesus for me, but I think we'd get along. So if I can be honest, uh, I would need Urban Meyer because I'm going to get in trouble. But I need somebody <laughs> who can cover it up. Right? I need Florida Urban Meyer. Like, I need it. Like, me and the Pouncey Brothers are going to be in some trouble. Please. Make me room with Tim Tebow so that he can cover for me anytime I get that in trouble. That should be like his new recruiting spiel. Yeah. like Don't come into my living room talking about how we're going to take your boy and make him a man. Nope. Come in there and just be like, hey, I know he's going to cost some shit. I've talked to his high school coaches. But you don't have to worry about that because we're going to take care of that. We're on recruiting our a fall guy to come to school with your son. <laughs> yeah, And that's what dead Dan was. He was the fall <laughs> guy. And so I need someone now. Urban Meyer probably the only coach. Or Pete Carroll back in the day. Could definitely handle me, yeah. Because they also had right. some scandals. And I could use the the bump, in except the for the difference with Pete Carroll's that he was like, "Oh, NCAA's coming to town. I'm gone. going to the <laughs> NFL." Deuces. If I had to pick someone all time, I would love the challenge of being a Junction boy for Paul Bear Bryant. Oh, God, like, because I mean, I don't actually have to go do it. I I'm mean, just going to you'd say, also have to put on a Texas A&M uniform. Oh, I didn't think about that. Nope, you didn't. <laughs> Never mind. You'd have one less brother. So. <laughs> Never mind. So all-time, Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe if you went Paul Bear Bryant at o- at a- Alabama, oh, oh yeah, you could wear the whatever pattern that is. That would be fantastic. The houndstooth is that what it's called? I have no, yeah. no idea. Yeah, it's called fashion. Look That's it up called fa- the hat. <laughs> the hat's great. Uh is like hard to. I would force gump that shit. Just let me return kicks. Yeah, that would. And plus you get to wear that cool uniform. We've been talking about it all show. That is cool. Last question. Jets Joe 73. I asked in draft on draft, but what's the love for Matt Campbell from? I don't know much about him, but would like to know why the hype bonus question. How much beer does Mellow Esquire need to become an official Jets fan? I don't know that I could ever be a fan of a NFL team. You've been trying. I tried last year when we first like started doing the show. One of the big things that we did was like pitch me your ideas why I need to be a fan of your team, and we had a lot of good people submit it, and it never stuck. I even think we decided I was going to be a Chiefs fan, yeah, and I still can't even like root for them. We had a bet last year. I wanted that to helps. see them win games, but I still I just if they lose, I don't give a shit. Um, so it would be the same thing with the Jets. I'm sorry. You could give me all the beer in the world. I actually own a Jets hoodie. I say they shorts a T-shirt, right? They and gave you just, swag, and you are like, no, nah. it's not working. They even drafted my QB one. Like they are trying very hard already. No beer involved. Mike McCagnin is a listener, probably, and it was like, you know what? This is from my boy Mellow. <laughs> yeah, let's get we him. We both like backpacks. <laughs> let's take Sam Darnold. <laughs> we both like backpacks. <laughs> he carries a backpack. He's like a fifty-year-old man. And he carries a backpack. It's cute. Matt Campbell, what's the hype about? Anyone you talk to will stress the uh, the character. He's very structured, and and I've said before, to be a head coach in the NFL, you don't always have to be like a great coordinator. You know, you don't have to be Sean McVay. You could be John Harbaugh. You could be Mike Vrabel. Where what you bring in terms of leadership and structure are more important than what you bring as an X's and O's guy. And I think that's one of the big questions with Campbell is. Who would he hire as his offensive coordinator? Who would he hire as his DC? What kind of staff can he build so that he could be a because as a person, he's a very viable head coaching candidate, but you worry about the the finer details beneath him. And I'll say that was one of the big concerns about Rabel was what's his network like? Who is he gonna be able to get as an OC? And you know, he had a couple guys say no before he got Matt LaFleur. So I, I think that's always a question with young guys especially young college guys. And the same question will apply to Lincoln Riley. Who are you bringing with you? What is your staff going to look like? Because good owners and good general managers ask that question. They want to know what you tell me what your staff's going to look like. Cause I need to know. Yeah. Who do you have in mind? Who are you looking at? Because guys talk to it. They'll tell you. I've even had high school coaches come up to me and say, Hey, I'm interviewing for the head coach job. Are you interested in coming to the high school? I mean, every time it's a no for me. But those guys, they'll go into their interview with a plan of yep. this is who I am, and this is who I'm bringing with me. Uh, so Matt Campbell, he might struggle there. I do like him. I I don't want him to go to the NFL though. I don't know if that is a good fit, and for reasons that you said there. And he's a great program builder. You look at his coaching record. The guy started off at Toledo. First season went nine and four, seven and five, nine and four, nine and two, and that's at Toledo. Not a traditional power. He actually won the MAC Coach of the Year in 2015 on a nine and two team. And that's very good to do. And then he goes to Iowa State. Not a great job there. Goes three and nine his first year, but that's Iowa State. And now he already has them turn around. They went eight and five last year. They're six and three right now. So they're going to make another bowl game. He's doing some very good things there. He's getting good recruits. He's building a program, and that's what you want to see. So he's going to get a shot at a bigger program. Yeah, he is. Another, like, I just want to throw this name out there, and his team is not great this year. P.J. Fleck is my dude. I love P.J. Fleck. I was actually very surprised uh, that he got passed up for a lot of the coaching vacancies that came up the year he went to Michigan. Western Michigan went 13-1 his last year, and lost the Cotton Bowl. And he went to Minnesota. I, I got shocked he was for sure going to Oregon. Yeah. I really thought he was. And then I also, hindsight, yeah, I maybe should have taken him there. But there were a couple other jobs too, and I don't remember. But I really thought he was going to be the guy. So I, I hope he turns around that w- that Minnesota program and they can do some things because I do think he's a very good coach. You know it. I quote that dude all the time. I, I love P.J. Fleck. Love P.J. Fleck. I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. He also played wide receiver for my Niners, so there's that. Bet you didn't know that. I did. Northern Illinois. God damn it, hello. <laughs> I and know I, everything about. Do him. you edit Wikipedia in your free time? <laughs> yeah, I just you know I go down rabbit holes of just looking at Wikipedia. And, oh well, Jim Tressler coached this guy who coached this guy. And, oh, there's B.J. Fleck. Yeah. No, I, I knew that one. And they talk about it. He had that good run at Northern Illinois he before. Really did. And I don't know. They just they constantly talk about how he was a receiver with the Niners. I'm all in on that one. There we go. All right. That's our show for the week. Make sure. I cannot believe it's almost the end of the tailgate tour, by the way. I know. We have one last hurrah, so you got to make sure you make it out. Uh, even if you don't have questions to ask us, even if you don't have tickets for the game, just come enjoy the setup that we are bringing because the Natty Wagon is loaded up. We're ready to go, and we're going to set up shop at about 5 a.m., at least that's what I hear on that Saturday. Come drag my cold, dead body into the RV. I don't know where and it's going And don't worry go. about temperature either, because I will cuddle with any listener that needs warmth. That is true. You're like a little heater. So it's going to be a blast. If you haven't seen the t- the trailer we're tailgating with, get on Twitter. Look it up. It's going to be fun. I'll be there. Mello will be there. Connor will be there. Jesse will be there. Yep. Who was like our first girl, For Our second one, Kennedy yep. and then Jesse. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Dan Barnes will be there. I don't know if that's a turn on <laughs> or a turn off, but Dan Barnes will be there. So uh, you definitely want to come out. It's going to be a blast. We're going to try hard to get some Ohio State alums out in the parking lot with us to have a good time. So uh, definitely check it out on Twitter and on Instagram. That's our show. We'll talk to you guys Monday morning with a college football recap. It'll be me, Mello, and the hair of the show. Connor makes it back.